Happy New Year, everybody, and welcome back to episode 76 of the Agile Podcast. My name is Paul Goddard, and we'd like to firstly say thank you to all the people that donated money to our charity, Single, this Christmas. It was a real success, and we've donated altogether £438 that's going straight towards the Shelter charity this year, so thank you very much for that. Also need to welcome some new patrons to our following, Wayne and Theodorus. Um, So welcome to you guys. Thank you very much for joining us. This podcast is back in Bristol at a pub called The Bay Horse, where we met up with Nigel. And we just visited an amusement arcade, and that, of course, sparked some conversation. And also a new competition for you to enter. So stay tuned for that a bit later on. Anyway, Happy New Year once again, and let's get cracking with the first podcast of 2020. Play the jingle. Cheers, everybody. Are we on? Should be live. Should be, yeah. Not live. Not live, live, but we're, we're on the air. Fantastic. I'm so excited. Mm-hmm. In the Bay Horse. Bay Horse? Yes, the Bay Horse pub. Bristol. 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 Um, one of Bristol's finest drinking establishments. Is it? If you rule out all the others. <laughs> any, any history in that? Yes, I had my leaving drinks here when I left my first student job working in Dixon's. <laughs> so that was back in the where, where, point, mid-90s. Point to out the window, where was Dixon's? Dixon's, oh, you can't see it from here. It was where um, was shops there. are now. Yes. So uh, opposite the new bar. Okay. It's with Dixon's. So I, I quit Very on good. Christmas. Happy times? I, I, no, no. I quit on Christmas Eve. Why? Christmas Why Eve. Did you quit? Because I didn't want to work at Christmas. So I thought I'm walking. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay. Two pound eighty an hour, I think, or maybe two pound eighteen. Wow. Maybe two pound eighteen an hour. Happy times. Mm. What are you drinking, boys? It looks quite fruity. <laughs> yes. So I think the readers deserve to, readers, listeners yeah. deserve to know that Jeff has stitched Paul and I right up. We'll send Jeff to the bar, and he comes back with us. I am on the Paul's favourite drink, Brothers Rhubarb and Custard English Cider. And it is as sweet as Paul said it was. Yeah. Last podcast. I don't think it was actually the same. Well, um, weed. Completely. <laughs> completely. <laughs> same genre. Same flavour. This is incredibly sweet. And I'm drinking um, from the same company, Brothers. Or same brewery. Brewery, if I can say it. Um, really drinking. Palmer Violet flavour cider. Wow. Mm, Those nice. are little violet sweets you used to get. Yeah, 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 yeah. obviously, as you can expect, it's mega sweet. Um, it's right up my alley. Sophie Woodcock used to sit next to me. She made Palmer Violet vodka when we were at BT. She put Palmer Violets in, into... In, in, in work? Not, at, not in the office, but in her spare time. And refresher flavoured vodka. And Hello, Sophie, if you're listening. Hello, Sophie. Well, uh, I'm drinking Dead Pony Club. Well. Cheers. What's that? What's that all about? Not very sweet, thankfully. Right. It's from Brewdog. Oh, okay. Are they Bristol based? Yeah, they are, aren't they? I they've got space here. in Bristol. They may have started, I'm not sure. <laughs> They're nice. It's quite, I think it's only about 3.5% or something. Pretty good. Yeah. But good for an early afternoon for a taxing 
exercise. We're yes. about, yeah, for the listeners, we're about to head off. Short, this will be a short day for we a mental have a, challenge. A puzzle, a, a escape room, stroke puzzle room booked. We're locked in a room, see if we can get out. But no, on our way here, we happen to walk past a kid's arcade, which grabbed Nigel and Paul's attention because they are big kids. And Jeff Watts' attention. I got dragged in. <laughs> and uh, it's one of those where you pay ridiculous amounts of money to play games to win tickets that you could win prizes with that you could have bought for a fraction of the price if you yeah. bought the tickets. Something my kids love to do and I hate because why not just buy the things in the first place? Yeah. <coughs> but fun sponge. Bar Hamburg. I turned up and I won the basketball and I won the bowling and so there we go. We won some prizes. Which I'll, I'll explain what the prizes are. So these are um, some of you who might be of a certain age, like me. Um, I used to get um, my parents would buy me these basically I think to keep it quiet when I was a kid. Yeah. So these are um what they're kind of Polystyrene, cheap foam-based flying gliders, flying yeah. planes that you kind of assemble. They're in a sort of kind of a very um, thin packet, um, and there's, we've got a couple of different models here. They're normally World War Two themed, aren't they? Yeah. So these are jet fighter flying gliders. You make them, um, and then you can throw them around the office if that's what you are. And we're going to give these away, aren't we? Mm-hmm. I just realised something about this. They're called jet fighters, flying gliders. None of them are jets. Looking at the back, are you, I'm pretty sure none of them are jets. Yeah, so we've got They're two. They're all Despite have we got five here to, to give away, but we've only actually got two different types of plane. So we've been kind of a, a little bit shortchanged there. But um, yeah. So you can win this by answering the question, and the five closest answers will win a plane. Bit of, or bit of, if only one person answers, you get all five. Bit of a bit of fun for Christmas. Exactly. So, the question's coming later in the... Is it? Is it? Yes. Right, right, of, you have to listen to the end. Ooh. Yeah, get to the end Ooh, of the sneaky. Mm, sneaky. Yeah. Spoiler. Now, but what made me interested about that arcade, mm. we were talking about this earlier on, is how it's gamification. You were saying how it's so much cheaper just to buy these toys mm-hmm. rather than play these games. Yet, yeah, Paul and I, and someone else, uh, were very involved with it. And mm-hmm. uh, thoroughly enjoyed it and had a good time generating that meager return yeah. um, because of the gamification of the process. Now, we hear a lot about gamification in adult, in, in work in general. How do you feel about it? I'm all for it, in a way. Because it doesn't cost money. Yeah. Well, maybe it does. But, no, you get more You get more for it. Whereas there... I think I'd probably prefer to... I think it's a business model, but I don't mind. Like. I think I'd prefer to pay a figure for an amount of time rather than I, I am the Scrooge in my family my family love going to those things and I hate it so you think the puzzle room idea where you pay for a certain period of time mm. to complete challenges yeah so the sort of the time and materials gamification is more pleasant to you than the sort of the bonus led or objective led models do you know what I think actually it's the prizes that bug me. I don't think I'd be as annoyed if there were no prizes at the end of it. Well, what? You, so you just get eliminate the tickets altogether? Yeah. That, that, I hadn't thought of that. But so, yeah, I think the prizes are patronising. I, I think that, I think those places were far more effective. The prizes were good. I don't mean good as in cost. I mean good as in just some thought had gone into them. Mm. 
Like we had to scrabble, those planes are quite good, he says, embarrassingly. But we had to scrabble around for those. Some of the other prizes were truly um, poor, both financially and as an item you would ever want quality. I think if they were a few good things, it would be far more interesting. But to a child, those prizes are. Oh, so you're you're not you're not their target market. Well, well, you might be the parent of the target market. I'm the customer, not the user. Yes, <laughs> you're yeah, you're but paying in the office. To a child, and my boy, my my eight-year-old would love something like that. If he feels he's won that, whether it's. The, the fact that it hasn't cost, it's cost me yeah. six yeah. quid, <laughs> whatever it is, to get something like that. He thinks that's a, a great prize. But here's something that's interesting. I didn't realise there were tickets until they started pumping up the machine after the first game. No. We were playing just to compete, okay. if you remember. It was the competition aspect that yeah. was the fun for us. And I have enjoyed challenged. that more without the tickets and the prizes. Mm. Yeah, just the competition Even aspect. though I was supposedly getting more from it, mm. yeah. it's, it reduced my experience. So, so, so I remember in, I was going to do a work related thing there, but carry on. No, no, So I remember something in Nokia um, when I joined, to try and take it back to some kind of work uh, context here. When I joined, they were in, in the process, in the middle of a fairly um, intense release, a, a project, a change that they were trying to do. And uh, when I got there, there was an element of gamification that was starting to be ridiculed because it, was, became, it became meaningless. And it was, they gave it a word, they called it kudos, mm. right? So you, it was basically like a reward. You gained kudos yeah. for um, going the extra mile, putting in the extra yeah. effort, whatever it was. And teams gained kudos and individuals gained kudos. And I think it was some kind of, it was monetary in a sense that you got vouchers maybe for yeah. Pizza Express yeah. or pizza or something. So it was, but it became, in Nokia at the time, it became, it had the opposite effect. It was ridiculed because it doesn't mean anything. I don't even want it, and, and it became something that it became a bit of a standing joke. The tickets, in a sense, became quite destructive. Mm. Do you think it was infantilizing the staff, making a yeah. child? Yeah, and I think it was. Um, it wasn't necessarily rewarding right behaviours either. So okay. just by giving people who were putting extra effort in money or treats. Um, so, so we had fun uh, competing. Do you think that's an aspect that should be brought more to work? Or do well, that can, that can go both ways. I think. I think I think it can raise the bar uh, in terms of, um, but I think it can potentially divide larger teams of teams that, that then start to treat themselves as quite defensively that we, we can't, we're not like them, or you know, we we, we don't want to do a hat like them. Like they're doing it, we're different. For me, the competition side of things works if everyone believes they're capable of winning. So, if one team thinks they can't win because they've got an inferior yeah. environment, inferior team, inferior product, or whatever, then they, they feel like nothing they do will be good enough. Yeah. And so, why bother competing in the first place? They just yeah. check out. But I think, but I, I was going to say, competition is something that. And I see it even now in training classes that I do. Even when I tell people not to compete, they still compete. Yeah. As soon as you introduce any, any element of sub-teams yeah. or a, a, the same problem across two tables, it becomes a, a, a contest. It's the trouble is that when you create an us, you create a them. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So. It's the most amazing thing. Yeah. 
Depends so how. If it's done healthy, if it, it can be done healthy. One thing I notice around competition, I think that's probably for me the bigger thing is competition against yourself. Yeah. So the best teams I've seen, they will enjoy beating their personal best rather than worrying about what anyone else is doing. They will just try and constantly raise their own bar. Is, is that like golf with your handicap? Yeah. Where you're competing against, will you go? I know you play against other people, will you compete against yourself? Well, you beat, yeah, against golf. the course. Yeah, the, the golf. Golf is a very solo sport, isn't it? Yeah. But so so is almost, yeah, competing against the entire Sprinters, they'll, they'll, yeah. they'll try and beat their personal best at the time. The high jumpers, you know, yeah. whatever happens, whatever happens. They can't control what the other people are doing. Yeah. So there's no point. So what, was, sorry, what about hothousing? Do you remember that back in British Telecom yeah, yeah, yeah. a decade ago now? But that was using competition, wasn't it, to get to a short-term end goal? I, I know we've spoken yeah. about it before on this thing, but how do you feel generally about that? Like positive, Mixed. negative? I, I think yeah, my, my experience at the time was fine. I remember ridiculing the idea. Yeah. But at the time, I think it was done in a fun and healthy way. There was no sabotaging, there was no bad feeling about losing. Yeah, everyone was in there applauding the, the winning idea. And I think it, that kind of competition can drive innovation, it can drive creativity. Yeah. Quite motivating. Hot housing itself in BT had a, tended to have a very negative, um, negative feedback, largely because of the intensity of it. It was, yeah. it was, for a company like BT, it was a radically different way of working. And I think that's the thing. I think if you went in now, it yeah, wouldn't be brilliant. It would be. No, no. It was just such a big leap from Massive where they leap. were. Yeah. Very comfortable distance. Deliver something every couple of years. Maybe. Yeah. And even, you look at BT, they didn't really have, they weren't in a competitive market. No, it was still, it was very comfortable. Very much, very much. And people, even people, employees, didn't see them, kind of see themselves as everyone gets along, everyone's kind of, yeah. we're all in this together. We're a public utility. Exactly. And we can't, so we don't have a competition. So the element of being competitive wasn't perhaps as yeah. abundant as it yeah. is now. Much more of a competitive market these days. Yeah, I think in fact, even competition or that sort of. Um, style would have been looked down upon actually it wouldn't have been not um, rewarded it would have been actually rather um, negatively thought about you think about someone like uh, some of our previous bosses if you had someone who's been actually competitive I think someone like Dennis or Sean or people like that would have been a little bit um, dismissive I'm sure that's the right word but they would have been very yeah watch yourself there you know? yeah yeah you look at the, perhaps the extreme there of sales teams yeah who are Competing against each other to win, and the winner's the best. And if you don't, then you lose. Yeah. Or the, the, maybe your wife working for a company that, that at the end of every year the lowest performer would not get renewed, or something yeah. like that. Well, they used to get cut. Yeah. But you fire anyone that wasn't up to a certain standard. Yeah. Which I don't think is a good thing. No. Yeah, it's, um, it's one of the reasons I don't like The Apprentice TV show. Yeah. It's just. Just encourages all the wrong kind of behaviours. Yeah, well, that's showbiz, isn't it? It's like Big Brother. When they first did Big Brother, they thought, we'll get some interesting people together and see what happens. Then they realised what they want to do is put very weird, dangerous, malfunctional people together to get car crashes, which makes great TV. Same with Apprentice. Nearly everyone in the Apprentice you wouldn't hire or you would be very nervous about because they've got issues. But that's what they put them on TV, makes great TV. The trouble is, like with um, Trump in America, good TV makes bad policy. Hmm. No politics nights. Politics is fine. This is a politics free podcast. So, so it's 2020. 
Yes. <laughs> Do we have clear vision? What's your New Year's resolution? <laughs> um, I, I think I sort of gave up on it, really. Mm -hmm. my, my, my 2020 outlook is to get out and see more conferences. Have you got a number on it? No, yeah. I don't give you a number. Four. That's my target, is it? Yeah. How many did you go to last year, 2019? No. No. I don't think I did a single one. Yes. Which is a first for me in 12 months. But I've told you before, because 2018 London wore me out, so I, I, I have a bit of a self-inflicted... Do you think four is a, is a good number? I'd probably like to do more than that, really. But if I had the time... You have the time. Yeah, if, I have, have the, if I have the... You prioritise the nation. Yeah, that's the thing. I think my 2018 was fairly busy. 2019? No, 2018 okay. was fairly busy in conferences. I think I did like Agile Cymru and um, Ali, I think, and uh, the American one, whatever it was, and the European Austin, Gathering. Yeah, yeah, yeah before that, the, that was 2019. 2018 oh, was um, Minneapolis and it, yeah. London. I spoke about those. And I like, did four speaking sessions. When I got past London, I was mm. like, oh, okay, now. I'm a bit dry, yeah. <laughs> and so I took Austin off, and it started warming up again towards Vienna and then yeah. last year. So for me, um, I'm feeling back on that horse a little bit, taking out loads of ideas and going to talk about. So I'm hoping to do, hopefully, two gatherings. Well, definitely two gatherings. Mm. Maybe Agile 2020, maybe. I may apply again and fail again for like doing that. Mm. And, um, <laughs> uh, do, we, do we know where the, the European one is? Lisbon. Lisbon, what's it? Yeah. Nice location. Mm. This year. <laughs> it's always hard that, that these first couple of weeks of January, isn't it? Getting used to writing <laughs> in your checkbook. Checkbook? I looked for my checkbook just the other day. I thought I'd have a use for a check. Really? I didn't even find it. I didn't know what it was. I, was like, I, I can't remember. honestly remember the last time I wrote a check. It's been a long time, isn't it? Really? So, uh, hey, news resolutions. Mine's to get more weight. I'm half a stone down. Yeah. 2019, so hopefully 2020 I'll carry on that progress. You've got yeah, a number? A number of I have what? a number to get to, which I'm not showing. Obviously, Velocity's an uh, uh, internal number, not an external number. <laughs> um, but I've got an idea I want to get there. Velocity's the pace, though. I know, well, um, so I put it this way. I've got an idea of the pace, I've got an idea of the outcome. Um, I will share the, you know, the output, I will not share the outcome I will share. The outcome would be be thinner. Mm. The output would be weight loss, which I'm not going to show the exact numbers. And the um, process would be velocity, which is how much weight you're losing per split, or maybe the type of calories you have each day. Mm. Anyway, let's talk about that. Because I get to uh, New York, I'll be the fastest I've ever been. It'd be quite embarrassing, wouldn't it? Oh, I was, I was kind of hoping that I would have team mastery at the end of the month. End of January. End of January, yeah. That's not going to happen. No, I don't think so, no. Um, we had a couple of. A couple of hiccups. Not hiccups really, just we made conscious choices to improve the quality of the illustrations. So we did some prototypes, we did some estimations, we came up with date because of that, got some feedback and some of the options that we came up with people really liked, so we decided to invest a bit more time in that, which then meant we missed the deadline with the printers, which then leaked into Chinese New Year or whatever or something. So yeah, it'll be a little bit later, but the best thing is come get to those yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get over the line, that'd be good. No point rushing it, put a lot of effort in, no point rushing it now. Does that bother you Because I know, and you've heard this before, and we talk about this a lot in our advanced classes, but you're a precrastinator. 
yeah, 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 you like, like to get get shit done. Yeah, yeah. Does that does that bother you? It does. Things that are being delayed. I was working with. I mean, I've, I've had these this group of collaborators who really helped me, and talking to them about it a while ago. And they said, do you know what, Jeff? I think the person that would be most disappointed out of all of this is you. Mm. Yeah, and I'll put a message yeah. out there yeah. to, to the people who pre-ordered it. And they said, generally speaking, that all, the, all the people said it's fine. Rather wait for something to wait. be better. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a lot better with it as a result of that. But I don't mind having it. No, I know. I know you do. Yeah. Especially when a lot of the stuff is left and outside of my control. Yeah, that's the worst bit if you're a bit of a control person. But no, at least, at least we're looking forward to that. Obviously a bit nervous, but looking forward to it. Is there a, do you want to be brave enough to say a date at this point, or are you going to, going to leave it TBC? Yeah, March, I think. Is Actually, thinking about this, um, so changing something slightly, back to what you said about conferences, you know, I cheekily gave you a four conference number. I would say it would be interesting to get some recommendations from people. Because yeah. I tend to do the gatherings, mm-hmm. I always aspire towards Agile, but the other ones I think I'd be interested in, I'd be interested to expand my mind a little bit, or expand my options a little bit, yeah. and you don't know that by talking to the same voices, so if anyone out there's got some suggestions, yeah. that'd be kind of cool. Okay. Tweet the, uh, at the Agile Pubcast, uh, Nigel E. Baker. That's right, yeah. And let him know what the best conferences are that he should be looking at. Yeah. For later this year. Also, I wanted to try and get, see, for personal development-wise, I want to try and get some more product-based conferences. That's what I want to try and do. Quite interesting, yeah. then. Yeah. The things that, see, again, like you said, it's trying to get out my yeah. current level of thinking and my current <laughs> paradigm. Yeah. I think take some inspiration from other areas. That'd be nice. Hmm. Well, so you have any predictions for the year? I don't know. It's all to say, isn't it? Well, no, I don't think I have. Yeah, it's, um, I think the world seems to be moving faster than ever, but my own personal sense of self has never been slower. You know, in that I feel very settled with who I am okay. now. And now. And so my own personal internal world is quite stable. Mm-hmm. So whilst the world is racing around with Brexit and Trump and politics and money and social media and all this, it, that's all racing around. Mm-hmm. Actually, as a human being, I feel like a nice little steady little, you know, little boat floating in that ocean. Okay. So I, I'm sure the world will change a lot, but I'm also quite sure I can handle that. Cool. Yeah. I think we've changed a lot, haven't we? Again, I was, we were talking about this, me and the wife were talking about this the other day, is that all the, person, all the personality profiles you did when you first joined BT, all these things. Some, some cost between snake oil and chicken and Yeah, and, and um, we, it just came up in conversation, so the, she, I think there was one for the kids, and we, we, did, we did a similar to Myers-Briggs and the kids to see if they came out anything like us. And I did the same test that I did, I think, back in the day in BT, and I come up, very, uh, not very different, but subtly different. And I think you do change. I think your outlook changes. Your... So it just reminded me that if you just, if you always see yourself as that type of personality, now, the future, the future you will probably be very different. Also, it's also self-dialogue, isn't it? Like I saw a psychologist, I can't where I saw this, maybe in a magazine, embarrassingly, it was something about psychology where if you tell someone something about themselves, 
they start acting like that. Mm-hmm. They're doing dates or something, and the woman will say to the man, oh, you've got such a great sense of humour. And then all the men will start trying to be funnier and <laughs> wittier. And, and these, you can say to someone who's not funny at all, they love his sense of humour. And then they, then they put the effort in to try and play up to that image that people yeah. have. Yeah. And so you can self-program yourself. So you can say, oh, well, I'm just a bit quiet, and you're always quiet. Yeah. And in fact, what you do is just telling yourself that you're quiet. Mm-hmm. Those things, people confuse status with personality. Mm. So for instance, you're someone quite quiet because you're new in your job. Well, that's because you're new in the job and feeling like you don't know what you're doing, you don't mm. know anyone. Mm. But in fact, as you get more mature, more confident in life, the personality doesn't change, it just re- lets you reveal. I remember you thinking something a while ago, it was a cartoon, I think, about how so the cartoon, one person was saying to the other person, oh my God, you're such a good public speaker, you must be so lucky to be born. I, I can't do that. Mm. No, 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 I just practiced a lot. Mm. I said, no, 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 you must have been, it must be a natural thing. Mm. Yeah. Some people are born with that. Is that right? Does that ring a bell? Uh, I'm not sure, but. Um, <laughs> That's a no. But, oh. that, it could be me, but. I'm um, sure I remember yeah. you tweeting something yeah. like that. Because, It'll be so, but yeah, you have to put practice in, you get better at stuff when you practice. Because we get that. Yeah. yeah. And, and last week we, we were doing, well, last week, we were doing uh, uh, first course of the year. And um, <laughs> did some visual mm-hmm. flip charts. Yeah. And some, quite often people will say, you know, oh, I can't draw. Oh, I wish yeah. I could draw. And some of that. And Paul and I and you, we're no artists. Yeah. No. But we did some training, we did some practice, we try and keep it simple and yeah. make something effective. Yeah. But if you tell yourself you can't draw, yeah. then you just won't draw. Yeah. Same kind of thing. People always ask me about public speaking, so you're so good at you're so good at how did you learn? What course did you take? Have you always been good at it? It's been I've done no courses, I don't know how I learned, I wasn't that good as a child. Mm-hmm. I just did it. Mm-hmm. I just keep doing it. You just find a voice and then you just play that voice. Yeah. It's not. I did find an old VHS cassette in the loft recently. Uh, and I did go on some training courses in public speaking. Mm-hmm. And one of them, that VHS was from a train public speaking training course I did when I was at BT, where they videoed you. Yeah. yeah, to write a presentation, give the presentation yeah. to the camera. Oh my god, it was awful. I wanted to throw it away, but I, I didn't. Resist the temptation. We've got to find a way to online. Digitise and get it online. You've got to. And get the numbers of views, Jeff. Was it wasn't, I thought, actually, I may have done. They film you and then you watch it back. Yes. I may have done that before. I can't remember. That sounds familiar on BBC. Horrendous. One of the most painful experiences in my life. That's the prize we shouldn't give, should have given away rather than the. Jeff's video. Jeff's VHS. <coughs> I'll, leave, I'll leave you in my will. I've still got my old v, uh, BT videos from all the stuff we were doing on Agile, me listening away, talking heads and... Well, I try to, but every time I try and convert it into one of the paint software, well, the video software, the sound doesn't come across. I don't know why, I can play the video, but it won't, it won't um, import the sound. Oh, I'll sort of, I'm a bit of an communication, was that what, what was that? Communi- there's, there's a few of them like that, yeah, there's a few videos like that. There's also some other talking heads I did about... Um, so about BT and you're young, young, young bad, thinning hair rapidly, <laughs> trying to hide it. Anyway, back so to our competition. Yeah, what's the question? What so is the question? I reckon we were in the arcade no more than 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, 15, 15 20, 20 minutes, minutes yeah. 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 So let's say 15 minutes. Uh, we came away with five planes. Oh, not everything. Five and some sweets. Oh, did you we get some sweets? Oh, we didn't oh, share any of those. Don't disclose it, but we had some sweets. Uh, some, that yeah, we've got to give them the data. Oh, yeah, we've got to give them the data. So five 
Five planes. Five of these planes. One pack of Love Heart sweets that's going to my two daughters. That's a small pack. And, and, and a refresher that went to Paul's. My stomach. And I, got, I got nothing. I got nothing. He so, walked out in a, in a, in a half. So After the question is the to win those five planes and those two sweets. <laughs> How no, not many? the sweets. Sweets of ours. They get the plates. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. But oh, in order to get them, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. how many tickets did we have to win? Mainly trading. So the closest five answers will win a glider. Signed, 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 glider. signed, signed. by Jeff, Paul, and Nigel. All right. So get them in. Tweet your answers to at the Agile Podcast, and it could be a good way to hashtag, start. Put a hashtag in it. <coughs> Give us a, you're going to hashtag. Kind of hashtag. Um, comp- hashtag playing competition Agile Comp Agile Comp for the win yeah for the win what was oh. the hashtag that was nine hashtags <laughs> for the win for the win yeah there's five bits okay. <laughs> alright so don't worry about the hashtag but we, cool. uh, we need to go so cheers cheers everyone cheers everyone well done Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you've enjoyed the podcast, thank you very much for keeping listening after all these years. Three long years it's been since we started this journey, but we're still enjoying every episode that we record. Over that time, we have been turning down quite a few offers of sponsorship and product endorsement along the way, because we don't really think that's what you'd want us to do. It is hard work, But if you enjoy and value what we do, and you'd like to buy us a pint every now and again, you can do so. It's completely optional, but we have a Patreon account where you can donate whatever you want, whenever you want. We'll buy a pint and toast you, maybe even enhance the kit that we use to improve the quality of the recording, and maybe advertise to try and reach some more people. As I say, it's completely optional, you don't have to, but if you'd like to, we'd love it. And if you want to donate, please go to patreon.com forward slash the agile podcast thanks very much